you try to make it scary. Well, let's let's come back to that. So, Buff, I want to finish something and maybe add a little something to what you just said. You said even if it's inappropriate, they, it doesn't have to be. Like if you don't, because a lot of times they're trying to figure it out. Like, oh, that yeah. was acceptable, so they don't tell. Like, if you have a question about it, if it if it's the smallest inkling of a question in your head, come to me. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined with my co-host, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Um, so I mentioned RFK Jr. being a threat to President Biden. Uh, but now Cornel West, David Axelrod, uh, the architect of Obama's uh, 08 and 2012 campaigns, tweeted out last week saying that Cornel West is somewhat of a threat by him being in the Green Party. And that's how the Democrats lost in 2016. Uh, with Jill Stein, like, I guess he's a legend eating up some of Hillary Clinton's votes. Um, I know if you listen to the show, it may sound like I, we are hard on the Democrat Party. A lot of that's because we want them to do better. But again, it is so frustrating to see, for them to seemingly miss the point. Jill Stein is not why you lost the uh, election to Trump. Uh, you got to start relating to people more. You got to start selling your message and what you're doing for people more and explaining to people why your policies are better than the other side's policies. You got to start reaching to people and stop focusing on, I don't know how much heat this is going to catch, but, you know, they they focus on, you know, when it comes to the LGBTQIA community, it's great that they want equality for all. But some of the stuff they be focusing on is, is like downright silly. Like, I'm not saying this is a democratic platform, but I could see them adopting this. Like, I saw an article where it's offensive now to say vagina and that some of them want it to be called the front hole. That's, that's great. You don't want to offend anybody. Bonus hole, bonus hole or <laughs> front bonus. hole. Yeah, it's, it's either one. Uh, yeah. Options. That's not, yeah. not a bonus. That's <laughs> the original. That's the original. <laughs> That, 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 that's like that's like spaghetti and fish. Fish is not a side. Spaghetti is a meal. Oh, the New York. <laughs> that's that's Chicago that. people. That's Chicago. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's Chicago. Midwest. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, they gonna come for you on yeah. that. Um, the the more serious part though is like you look at what black trans women go through. They they're fighting death. They're fighting not getting beat up. They're not worried about. If you calling the vagina the bonus hole offends them, so focus on more serious things that help everyone. Is like I say, it's great that they want equality for all, but I feel like they missed the point. And then when I see people like Bakari Sellers, you know, laugh off R- RFK Jr. and say he's not a threat, this this is the same thing y'all did to Trump. It's the exact same thing y'all laughed at him, laughed at him, laughed at him until he was in the White House. 
I mean, we made every excuse from, oh, he doesn't really want to be president. He has a new show coming out. He's just trying to gain his popularity. No, that egotistical dude wanted to be and became president. And last but not least, I still think one of the only reasons Democrats won in 2000 is because of COVID and how 45 handled COVID. He discouraged a lot of his voters from early voting. Had he not done that, the turnout may have been different. So that's all I got on that. Other than that, I got one other thing. Future, the rapper, you better leave Russell Wilson alone, man. I know he is, I know he has been the recipient of a lot of jokes being called a simp, but just remember he does play football, one of the toughest sports in the world. And you pretty narrow in that. So unless you got some fighting skills I don't know about, you better leave that dude alone, man. That's all I got. Well, I I want a little clarity because you said a lot. Um, the bonus whole whole debate or conversation is that a is that on somebody's ticket or platform? Are they talking about that? No, it's not. Like I said, it's not something that the party has made on their platform or embraced. But it is something I can see okay. them embracing and fighting for. Mm-hmm. Or even if they don't fight for it, they'll try to defend it, right? And that that's yeah. where they get off topic a lot, right? So some mm-hmm. Republican will accuse them of supporting it. And instead of them like, hey, that's not part of our platform. Let's get back to the issue. They will try to su- defend it and go down. the Like they get baited very, very easily. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, yeah. again, part of the they're just not as good at it, politics uh, as, as the Republicans go. So, and I like Cornell West. I think he's a smart brother, but I I am critical of him. Like he he said Biden is, I forgot what he said. He was like he did one of the worst things to black people ever ever with his crime bill that he introduced and ultimately passed in '94. For the last time, everyone wanted that crime bill. Everyone, black people wanted it. Congress wanted it. The president wanted it. Everybody wanted it, okay? Yes, it has some bad... It, it turned out to be bad, especially for black people. People obviously misused it. And you can look at it and say, yes, it was a mistake. But this revisionist history is though everyone was already against it and knew the bad outcome on it, I think it's false. So, you know, I respect Cornell. I'm sure he's going to bring up issues that are important. But I think he's a little off with some of his criticism of the president. Definitely. Definitely. But speaking of, uh, you know, folks who just can't keep their mouth shut and everything. I don't know. Have y'all heard the song by Punch Made Dev? Probably not. Don't know who he is. So Punch Made Dev is a, a, a very popular scammer on TikTok. Um, and he made a song that taught everybody how to scam. And people are like taking notes and everything trying to get their scam game up uh by punch made dev so you know if you are in the scam business uh and you want to level up a little bit check out punch made dove dev go check out the song um but it is hilarious if you listen to it but he's really putting you on game and as a banker um I will say he's actually telling the truth which (laughs) is is really really bad so you know if you want to get in the scam game go check it out and uh you know get your scam on 
Is there a responsible way that you can, I guess, explain some of his nuggets in the scams that he's teaching people? So he... Without it sounding like we're suggesting it. Okay. Disclaimer. We are not suggesting you do this. We do not support scamming or any type of illegal activity at, at all. We're just reporting the news. And the re- news says, if you want to do that, it's out there. Um, But the, some of the nuggets that he was talking about was things like um, making sure you put a VPN on whatever system you're going to log into the person's thing with so that they, so that it looks like it's in their home state, that type of thing. He was talking about using um, spoofing technology to make sure that when you go in um, to the systems, then they can't trace it back to you. He was ta- teaching how to use kind of a mule that you would put you know, transfer the wire money to and put it in their account. And you got to give them so much of the money so that they shut up and everything and teaching them how to do it. Like he's really talking about credit card scams and financial scams and, and, and showing you how to do that. Like when you request a wire, what do you have to do and all that? Like it, it's, it's a masterclass in scamming. I, I'll just, you know, throw it out there. I mean, cause I've had to deal with a lot of what he's doing and it makes it very, very difficult from, like a a security standpoint to be able to track down the stuff after all those layers of stuff that he put in place so it was wild i was listening to it literally with my mouth open like oh my god this dude like i i don't know how you don't get a rico charge or some type of charge for even putting that song out so but is that first amendment rights at that point like i can tell people how to do it you can't yeah, I I can tell you how to commit a murder. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what yeah. what was it? Biggie and and Master P taught you how to cook crack, so it's really no yeah. different. Yeah, so. but just so we can all be on the same cord, accord, scamming is bad. Scamming is bad. Scamming, scamming is, bad. is bad. Don't scam, folks. Don't so, scam. But on a good news uh, side of it, Carly Russell. So shout out to social media once again we love when we use it for good carly russell was abducted here in birmingham literally a half a mile from my exit she saw a what she described as a baby or a small child walking on the side of the interstate called the police pulled over to uh, you know help them out and got abducted she's been gone about three days but i mean social media activated and her face was everywhere on social media, especially here in the state and everything. And, um, you know, I think she made like a, a lot of big news stations. D.L. Hughley, I saw posted her and everything. And um, as of Saturday, I guess the abductors saw her face out there too much. So they couldn't move her like they wanted to. And they literally dropped her back off at her house. So some people are questioning that. Was it, you know, a uh, what's it, Juicy Smollett type of um, incident or not? That's the questions out there. I'm just happy she's home. You know, the family is, is excited for it. But again, I'm glad that social media made it harder. So when we have these abductions, when we have these things, share that stuff, man. Put it out there. Make it hard for those folks to move. Uh, so then maybe we can get more people home. So trafficking is bad too. Trafficking is bad. Let's keep it, let's keep a tally. Um <laughs> so on a lighter note. So um, I've been listening to SiriusXM and they have a station on the app 500 
best hip hop songs of all time, something like that. So it takes a while to listen to it. So I've been jumping in the car and listening to it here and there. And it's a couple of things I want to bring to your attention. One, we talked about Juvenile a few weeks ago. And, you know, you guys were a little disgusted when I said I'm not a fan of Back That Ass Up. Right. Um, I just want it to be known. It's an unpopular opinion. Uh, Slow Jams is better than Back That Ass Up. Yeah. Yeah. Slow Jams by who? Juven. Oh, I was on on mute while I was disagreeing with you. (laughs) But uh, no, no. Slow Jam or Rodeo? Hold on. Let me see what was talking about. Give me one second, Rising. Is he thinking about uh, Kanye or Twister? Yeah, because Slow Jams was, yeah, that's, that's. Yeah, Kanye had a slow slow motion. My bad. Oh, slow motion. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Yes. All right. Damn, I was like, Slow that is motion. talent. Oh, I like it like that. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. Got my man Soldier Slim on. Yes. Yeah. Come like, yeah. no, this is, yeah. Definitely. Slow Jam I mean, he, he had some great ones. Rodeo, I, I mentioned Rodeo. I think that's another one that he, it, it was a really good song by Juvie. I mean, he has some, um, he has some hits, but um, Slow Motion was better than uh, Back That Ass Up. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I just like it for nostalgia purposes. No, it's not even that. It's just when you break down how the beat, especially for the type of song that it is, how that beat comes in and literally allows you to run to the dance floor and get ready to like for the next three and a half minutes, like dance and and the women twerking, whatever like that. Like that intro literally gives you time to do that. And then Lil Wayne's... uh, ad lib verse at the end and even Manny Fresh's verse like it's 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 a perfect track as far as a, a dance track goes. yeah I know you can't stand it it's it, 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 man come on yeah. no, no. like that drop it like it's hot yeah, I'm, just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stand on it, my, it's I prefer slow I, I talked about that master class it's a master class in putting a song together like production wise like it doesn't get much better than that song when you talk about I mean the the strings on it the harmonies on it the the I mean it's it's dude it's a great song I mean I know I think you don't like it because it was overplayed and that type of thing it's a good song (laughs) I'm not saying it's a bad song I just don't I'm not a fan of it it's it's a good song I understand I understand the appeal I just no, it, it's definitely Juvie's best song though. Most popular yeah. is mean best. Yeah, because now that I that I agree, it's his biggest hit. It's not his best song. What's his best song then? Oh, we, we don't. We I don't want to get uh, in questions before we're not gonna do that because we're last, real bad about doing that. And last, <laughs> so I was listening to this, <laughs> and um, you guys don't have to answer. Uh, but I'm pretty sure our listeners will answer, and I really want one it. There's only one person who can settle this for me, and it, whatever this person says is that's the answer. Close your eyes, think back to circa 1992, 1993. Were you a whoop there it is, or were you a whoop there it is? Um, 95 South all the way, man. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop there it is. Yeah. Wait, okay. wait. Hold on. Tag team back again. Yeah, I think this might be the tag team. <laughs> that whoop there it is. 
Which one? Which one is tag team? Is that Woot or Woop? Woop. 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 Yeah, it had the M, the MP at the end. Okay. I just, I just, I, I think it might be tag team. I think it might be tag team. How did that happen? By the way, it Two, just, ha- like, just happened to be yeah, ninety two, ninety three. But there's only it was a popular saying before then in those circles. I, I guess um, there's only one person who can um, declare the winner. Who's that? One, one guess. She was a professional uh, teen jammer. Wakanda. Whatever you say <laughs> goes. I, I don't. I just. I feel like when I think of those songs, I think about you, and I and I and, I, and I'm a, I'm a lean on your expertise. So all our listeners, if she doesn't listen to this show, please reach out to her and let her know we we need her expert opinion. <laughs> and both were on both were I think on the list, and it made me think about like I don't know which one I like better because tag team comes to my head. But I don't know. So I like that train beast, better. No, nah, we're Wait. not going down all this. We're not going down. We're not going down this, okay. this rabbit hole. I just okay. it was just just because you know Miami bass music that is my favorite genre. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Unfortunately, I know the answer to this question. Haley is not here. So, Razi, what have you for us? Well, Haley is here, but Sophie's not. So, oh, ha. my bad. Sophie's not so, here. I just want to say I'm proud of Haley. No, um, no, she she might be able to do better than me. But um, I just want to say I'm proud of Haley. Haley's been doing her thing, man. You know, we talked about the whole uh cheering for the stallions and everything. She's about to graduate December 9th. Big day for her. Uh, to graduate, trying for PT school, just got a job at a, a physical therapy office. So she's just doing her thing and growing up, man. And and good job, Allison, doing her, uh, you know, raising her and everything. So shout out to y'all too, man. Uh, Haley and Allison, love you guys. Um, with that being said, see, I, I had to get some sympathy in before I told my joke. So hopefully y'all like me on that. But um, did y'all know that it's illegal to laugh out loud in Hawaii? Something about aloha. Yeah, you have to keep it aloha. Yeah. Okay. Fur oh. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't even looked. Is he frozen? Y'all, y'all gotta help a little bit, man. You gotta be like, yo, what? Like, it's like a knock knock joke, man. You can't just like guess it. Jeez. <laughs> God, I need some help, man. Can help me. Help 
me. You me. Give us a knock knock joke. Maybe that's what we're missing. <laughs> I don't have any knock knock jokes. I don't know what. Yeah, you don't have any regular <laughs> jokes either. You do it. <laughs> Damn, that was harsh. I'm sorry. That's me. I'm, right. I'm, I'm right. still hurt that y'all y'all won't even entertain the fact that uh, slow motion. Nah, like if any, if you're gonna go against back that ass up, like pick um on fire. I mean, there's Girl, plenty of songs. Nigga, if you want that, ask Maya. Yeah, no. I just, I just, come on. No, okay, I got, I got another one. I got another one. What do you call a man that can't stand? A layman? Neil. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Better. Better. You know, 400 degrees is a classic, by the way. I yeah, just want to put is. that out. It there. is. I, you know what? I'm my bad. I should have said, I don't know what. And <laughs> maybe get AI to do something and, and synthesize our voices or something in and just. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Chat GPT for a joke. Ask Chat GPT right now. That's it. Chat GPT. Tell me a joke. Sure, here's a joke for you. Why don't scientists trust atoms? Because they make up everything. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Chat GPT just needs to, you know, they're Rozzy level jokes. So. <laughs> All right. Maybe it gets better, better the more you ask, right? Like maybe it's, it's like it's finding your sweet spot. You know, there's yeah. an algorithm. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Um, I can, I can. Um, just keeping it light. This might be a quick question for us, but I talked about the blackening. I don't know if you guys have seen it, or I, I think neither one of you have seen it. Um, but for the listeners out there, if you guys haven't seen it, the blackening is a um black horror slash uh, slash slasher film. All black cast, generally, you know, there's a couple white folks in there, but they really don't count. Uh, but it's a very, very good movie uh, when it comes to just kind of the horror genre. They take a lot of the the, the tropes and kind of turn it on its head for, and look at it from a black person's lens. So go out, check it out. It's really good. But in light of that movie, it made me start thinking about some of the great black spoofs out there. And so I want you guys' opinion uh, on like your top three spoofs in the ether or in movies wise black spoofs yeah yeah not a big spoof movie fan yeah. but um I do like I'm gonna get you sucker and I love how Jim Brown complains about his foot hurting throughout the movie like there is nothing <laughs> there the, and it's like a running thing it gets worse and worse as the movie goes on but his feet are killing him in that movie <laughs> and I, I I do laugh at that part but uh, I when I was younger I did like Don't Be a Menace ain't no way in hell I watch that now but it was funny uh, back then when I watched it and I guess I mean it's not a black movie. Are the um the scary movies considered black movies? Yeah, the no. Wayans yeah did them. Yeah. They produced them right again. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they so were they were stars I, in you know the first four or five, um, and then right. they got pushed out. So, so the 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 funny part in that movie is uh, my man with the little hand. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at He's like, take my hand. Like, give me your other hand. You have a good hand. So that, that's all I got, though, man. But so those would be my three. Um, but don't come for me on "Don't Be a Menace." I I would not watch that now, but it was funny back then. Yeah, and it don't have to be black. It could be any spoof. For I mean, so oh, you know. why do you want to? Nah, it's still all I got. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna get you sucker. Just it's such a classic, you know. Uh, I, my favorite part was the Chris Rock scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. the real, the real. <laughs> the I sure is hungry. That just, that just, that just. And when you know um what? when he came out that jail with that uh them platforms on with the dead fish <laughs> with the dead, running down the, the street. Dead fish. <laughs> Yeah, the that whole no movie. the midgets man that whole movie oh, yeah. is great like the the midgets um, the the chick he was trying to smash and she's like pulling you know, the butt it's, out it's something you can watch <laughs> it's something I, it's nothing I would go search for like if I'm just scrolling yeah. through and it's 27 minutes in I'll watch it the 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 naked guns were spoof movies right yeah. yeah yeah they were mm-hmm. I, I I probably would replace don't don't be a man for one of those. Uh, and I know my coworkers gonna kill me for not mentioning Black Dynamite, but I never really quite got into it. Yeah, was was that a spoof or was that just a new age black exploitation though? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, uh, you you know what? You might be right. Okay, so, so yeah, let me stick with Naked Gun. That's my third. Let me see. I have to think for a sec. Now, Undercover Brother, I think was a spoof. Oh, which one? Which one? Where he talks about you must your uh your your daddy must be a, a um what was it? Your daddy must be a butcher because you got two fine hams in the back of your uh, pants. Ladies man. Oh no, that's ladies man. I, right I was trying to see if that. I was trying to. And her father. Her father was a meat burger. Yeah. A meat burger. <laughs> I was trying to figure like out that was that movie. considered a parody. You know, uh, smooth. Because I was a dude. I was a hell of a. Leon Phelps. <laughs> ladies Man. I like fan. that joint. Um, <laughs> yeah, we watched Ladies Man a bunch of times, man. Like, yeah, that, we didn't have um we didn't have cable. So we had a couple of couple of tapes back then, probably VHS, and Ladies Man was one of them. And I was a huge fan of Ladies Man. Let me see. So I've got late. I will put ladies man on there if we accept that. CB4. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> okay. CB4. <laughs> oh, man. Go rise. I'm, I, I know I'm going to have another one to come up. So I got CB4. Don't be. No, no, don't be minutes. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, and ladies man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Spaceballs. Dang, you took mine. Yo. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Spaceballs is like one of my all-time faves, man. I, I love it. Like, it's all about the Schwartz. Um, that was an awesome uh, spoof of Star Wars, man. I mean, just everything about it. Piece of the Hut. I mean, they just had so many, like, underlying one-liners that kind of went on with it. So that one was great. Um, Team America. I knew you were going to that. Yeah. <laughs> America. 
yeah. <laughs> Come in. Rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah. So yeah, Team America uh is, is one for me. Um and then I'm gonna get you sucker. I I I that is like the first one that came to mind with it because it just has so many put uh, great ones. Oh, Bert, you found a new one. Yeah, I mean you have to think about Austin Powers. Ah, from the spy movie the genre. Spy yeah. movies, um yeah. and then any of like like <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Like the, well, the, the that's the naked, naked gun, gun stuff, yeah. Naked guns, yeah. uh top they had what hot shots, like the one that was like a top gun one as well. Yeah, and hot shots part yeah, dude. Part dude. <laughs> sure part yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you so, just yeah. you can't take them too serious. Yeah, I mean I that that genre, man, if you wanna just sit back and laugh and don't care about dumb slapstick type comedy. That genre is great for that, man. Oh yeah, so. it's either gonna, it's either gonna be good or it's gonna be all bad. That's 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 yeah. That's what you even when it's bad, it's good. Would <laughs> you say ha- half baked has some spoof parts? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It was just making fun in front of all the stoner type movies. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think they were trying to be a more serious, not a spoof of them. I, I think they were just ma- trying to make a stoner movie. Um versus kind of like when we talk about Black Dynamite, right? I think they were just making a black exploitation film. They weren't trying mm-hmm. to like spoof the other ones as much as um oh, some of the others. I forgot CB4. Did I say CB4 again? Yeah, you did said I put it. That, yep. Did I put that up on my list? So I got okay. I can't do three. It's gotta be CB4 <laughs> too. All right. Just throw it in there. It's cool. It's cool. So it was a good little trip down memory lane. I I you know, so appreciate you. But go check out the black name. Um, I actually bought it so that you know support everything that's black. Wakanda forever, baby. My God, Bunyan killing me. <laughs> the end of the movie. <laughs> and, uh, they shot shot him in the toe. <laughs> 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 it looks so. It was so fake and horrible that his toe was about the size of my fist. <laughs> oh man, the theme music! You gotta get you some theme music. Oh man, when he when he uh, when he fell, like he came all out of his guns and he fell, and they like shot him up, like yeah. <laughs> nah, was it? Uh, was that Damon Wayne that used to keep getting his ass beat the whole? <laughs> Yeah, by the midgets. They yeah. kept jumping on him. Yeah. Uh, Speaking you, of, you take this. it's Blank Man. Is Blank Man a, a, a spoof of hero it's movies? A spoof, or it's just a, a spoof comic? of a spoof. It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> Blank yeah. Man was. Oh, that was. Oh, man. It was so. <laughs> never underestimate the part of it. <laughs> no, that was Handyman on. Uh, I'm thinking of Living Color. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we gotta stop. We ain't gonna never stop. Stop. <laughs> well, the nineties, the early nineties, late in the eighties, early nineties was just black people were a spoof. Like it was just all, every movie we came out with was until they came out with the like the the hood movies, but everything was mm-hmm. pure comedy. Yeah, because that's what they would let us play in. That's what they would produce. That's really what it came down to. Um, shout out to what is it, Amos, Amos Towns or 
Robert Townsend for um, Robert, yeah. yeah, Hollywood Shuffle. Nigga, name Amos. Hey, that's one of my charter members, yeah. Amos Townsend. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Good recovery. Um, oh, man. You want to go ahead and jump in, Buff? Yeah. Um, mine's a little serious, not too serious, though. Um, so growing up, I always heard, you know, parents, adults or whatever say, you know, tell kids you can be whatever you want when you grow up. You can be whatever you want when you grow up, which was good because, you know, like I told you guys last week, I've been watching Denzel, watching the movies. And there's a scene in the Malcolm X movie where his teacher is like, I know you want to be a lawyer, but you're a nigger and you're good with your hands. (laughs) So why don't you, you know, try something where you can use your hands and, and, and be like a, a a plumber or something like that. So it went from that to telling kids they can be whatever they want. But I'm wondering, um, my question is, are we doing, is it a disservice to tell kids they can be whatever they want? Like if you tell a kid, you can be president of the United States. Yeah, but statistically, nah, not really. Like, should we be more realistic especially when you see what your kids talents are and just statistically their chances of being something that's like one out of 600,000 or one in a million or do you let them you know don't shoot their dreams down let them shoot for the stars and and find out themselves like what message are you guys telling you wait Roz you already have an adult but as far as with Sophie and Ali what message will you tell them? Hell, even Haley still, because she's still young, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want me to go first, Art? You can I'll if go. you want, since he called you out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, that's a good question, actually. I I don't tell my kids they can be whatever they want. Um, I, I, I tell them you have the opportunity to be whatever you want. And maybe that's a little different there. Because, like you said, there's aptitude, right? Can can you do it? Is that something that comes naturally to you? Um, there's that probability, right? Is it you want to be a professional athlete? Chances are slim. You want to be the president? That's one every four years, like you know, like that. That's one in one in seven hundred million chance, you know, every four years. So, so I mean, it's we've had forty six in the history of America, <laughs> just, right? Right? You know. Just, just no, no pressure. You know, one, yeah, forty-six. Yeah. Uh, one, one, one in a billion is is kind yeah, of that yeah. estimate right now at this point. So yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's that like uh, having that real conversation with them about what do you want to be. You have the opportunity. We can we can work to get you there, but you can't be anything that you want to be. I've I've had to have the conversations. We talked a little bit about it with like supporting Haley versus kind of tempering her a little bit. I've had to have the conversations with them about, um, yeah, that's that's a viable thing. You could do it, but let's think about how you're going li- to have to live your life if you do that, right? Like, that's the trade-offs there. Like, you could be anything you want to be, but what do you want out of life versus a job? Like, what do you want out of life? If you want to travel a bunch and have a bunch of money and everything like that, I'm sorry, don't go be an artist. Chances are that, you know, you're not going to do that doing that that's going to be a side hustle or something like that until you can make some money but that's not like 
what you really want to do. Now, if you want to be a graphic artist or something where you're going to go, that's probably a little easier, right? Versus, hey, I want to be a painter and I'm going to try to make a living off of that. Um, there are people out there that make a living off of that. Shout out to, you know, Jamie's of the world, everything. But it's having the full conversation. So I, I think when they're five years old, you can say you could be anything that you want. But as they get older, you have to start having more real conversations. You can't let them live in that fantasy land through high school. Right. I I, I think that's what it is. They just have to have the age appropriate conversations. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with. It. I think you don't steal. You don't you don't crush their childhood. I mean, Rozzy just does a great job. He already told him there's no Santa and they can't be whatever they want. So, I mean, there it is. No, but for me, like there's certain conversations like there's no there's no benefit at this age and Sky's eight, you know, TJ's four. You know, he might want to be a dinosaur tomorrow. He wants to be Sonic right now. Like, you know, it's let them enjoy life. My life is still enjoyable. Um, But I think at the same time, you start you. You have to have that conversation. Like Rizzi said, you don't take the shortcut on parenting. Now, here's the challenge is, yes, they said they have the opportunity to be whatever they want. And a lot of it depends on their skill set, their aptitude, all those things, you know, resources, all those things. But at the same time, be careful not pushing them to do what you want them to be. You know, like that. That's also something I'd be scared. Uh, well, I want doctors. I want nurses. I want a lawyer. Um, but you do have to have those real conversations. And as they get older, keep continue to have those conversations and find out why. Because I went to school to be a doctor didn't happen right so many people go to college and i don't think like 21 percent of people actually may maybe even less than that get a career in whatever they went to school for so even discouraging them or encouraging them probably doesn't really even matter because you're 20 years old you don't know what the hell you want like that's why i said talk about Haley because she's still young and i've known people go get engineering degrees, MBAs, then go back and go to law school or they go to med school or they go back and do another, go get back, go back and get an MBA. And it's like, I know pharmacists who are doctorates of doctors of pharma, have doctors of pharmacy going back to get MBAs. Like they, they want to get out of that field and get into something else. You just never know. I, I would encourage them to put themselves in the position to create as many opportunities for themselves so if that's college if that's secondary degrees if that's a certain skill set they need to start developing while they're young and you know let them dream a little bit yeah because the other part about it is especially at that young age they don't know the breadth of what's out there so they're going to gravitate to the big names right so they might say I want to be the president of the United States but they may end up being a mayor of the town, right? Or they may be a a state senator or even a senator. So it's one of those things that that just means I want to go into politics, maybe, right? Like I like that. Uh, And so maybe you can become president, but maybe you can't, but you know, you make a very good living as the mayor or as a city council member or whatever and, and, and do that. So 
you know, they, they can still do that. Same with being a doctor. They may end up saying, oh, I want to be a doctor. And they end up like, oh, well, I don't want to be an actual doctor, but I want to be this obscure thing in the hospital because when I was shadowing, I saw them and they did this yeah, and that you remember, looked pretty cool. If you remember at one point um, when we were in Afghanistan, I was enamored by our nurse anesthetist. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they were impressive. And I, I almost switched my major to nursing just to become a nurse anesthetist. And, um, but my whole life, I just knew I wanted to be a doctor. I mean, I'm 42 years old. I'm still, I still don't know what the hell I want to do with my life. I know what I'm doing with my life. You know, if I had to press a reset button, would it be something completely different? Probably so. Right? Like, so it's not fair to expect kids to know it all anyway. So many people change their major. Some people go to college without knowing. I know people who, you know, young kids who in college now just knew their whole life they want to do something now and they're trying to figure out they're dealing with the the mental haze of their gene, their dreams changing right i wanted to be a doctor now i don't want to go to med school now they're, they're like they're going through things now because now they have to deal with this this letdown that they've had for their whole their whole life they told their mom they wanted to be a doctor their dad they wanted to be a doctor and all this stuff's like dude go be an architect like you want to do like you you got into this you saw you got into architecture your roommate's an architect and you saw it and you like it go so just put yourself in the right give yourself the, the ability to have as many opportunities as possible uh perfect excellent answers uh it's, it's really not a whole lot to say uh i know you were saying how people can change their mind later in life i mean we had a a billionaire reality tv star that decided to become president I don't think I don't think he planned on that when he was yeah, five yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean he's gonna um, continue raping pillage in his, you know he was raping a pillage in his <laughs> early 20s and now <laughs> so like I, I will say this if, if I had a son that looked like um, LeBron James at age six, seven, eight, and he said I, I'm gonna be an NBA star one day I'm like you know what son I was hoping you say that let's go get the basketball goal right now <laughs> Cause he, he looked like he was gonna be able to do it. Yeah, but then he's one. But he's one accident away from. I know people personally who their kids have revolved around perfect size for football, whatever. One accident away, not even accident. I have a. I know, and I'm not gonna get into the details. But I knew a medical condition, underlying medical condition that just sidelined this child from pursuing their dreams. They made it. They made it to college on a full scholarship for a. Power five SEC school starting and had to quit because of medical condition. So it's, you know, and now their whole life revolved around that identity. And um, that's tough, right? So it's it's scary. Um, I, I think as a parent, you can just, you know, obviously, like you guys say, when they're like five and six, yeah, let them say whatever. But as they get older, I think it's good as a parent to invest yourself into, you know, the field that they want to get in and be able to, you know, give them knowledge or tips on how to better position themselves. Like I told you guys, Jasmine wants to be an artist. There's so many different things she can be with that. So what type of artist you want to be? I've been talking to curators at the Capitol and things like that. So there's so many different fields she can go into to where it's not necessarily just drawing a picture or, or painting a picture. Like 
there's so many avenues she can go with that. And I'm trying to, especially as she gets older and enters high school, learn as much as I can, give it to her and see if that's something yeah. she's going to continue to stick with. Yeah. And I even, I even challenged this, you know, I've had this conversation with Z who loves art. Like Z loves art. Uh, you know, I'll walk in any day and she's probably watching some documentary on some obscure artist from 1947 that only painted three things in his life, but he painted them a thousand times. Like that's the kind of stuff she does. But, you know, I, I always caution because, you know, I talk to the youth all the time, um, not discourage, but caution mixing your 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 passions with your purpose. You hear that all the time, right? Like it's you can be an artist like Jasmine can be the president of the United States and be an artist, right? Like you, if you love art, nothing's going to stop you from doing art. Now is having to your livelihood, depending on art and if they don't buy this painting or you don't get in this next exhibit, does that, uh, taint your dreams or your passions? You know, like I know so many people who love certain sports, throughout their whole life they get into college and you know their whole life revolves around this like their whole school career like you can't go to school anymore if you know you you know you don't PR this you know somebody replaced you or whatever uh, you're not starting anymore. you lost your scholarship you can hate football you can hate track you can hate soccer you can hate all those sports you can hate art if if it's done the wrong way so always rem- I was talking to um, somebody today just saying hey Cause she was talking about doing like culinary arts and stuff like that. Like that sounds great, but you can also find something that's a little more stable, um, that you like and still do your passion because a lot of times people get that, they go that passion route and it doesn't pan out and they end up hating their passion. All right. And yeah, but I can't remember who somebody they were saying the, the easiest way to start hating your hobby is to make a job of it. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's that idea of what do you actually want to do to make money and is that passion what you want to do to make money or not so like with Jasmine if she loves art is it she wants to design day in day out type thing or does she like the freedom to be able to create when she wants to or whatever and maybe there's something else that she wants to do for a career to make money so you know having that conversation and and delineating those two i think is really important uh as kids get into high school get into college to start thinking about what they want to do to actually make a living uh because too often what happens and that's what happens a lot of times with those guys that graduate and don't go into the field that they graduated in is because that was a passion for them they liked it they were interested in it but they didn't want to make money or they couldn't make money off of it so now yeah, they got to do something to pay the bills and so make sure they can do the passion make sure you hit on that because there's some that don't want to and there's some that can't like my degrees in biology if if I don't go to med school there's not a or get a secondary or a math you know another degree there's not a lot I can do with that right it's I can go teach um or do research like yeah. yeah but then you don't re- you might be on a research team but like with a, a, a bachelor's in biology you're not really doing much they want somebody right. with a master's or something that specializes yeah. in you know epidemiology or something like that now that that's different right so be careful when you're just chasing these these passions or these hobbies and trying to turn them into a career too soon I'm not saying give up on your dreams. I'm just saying have a backup plan. Like you can be an artist driving trucks, 
making money. As long as you have something that's going to give you and provide you the life that you want while you're able to pursue your passion and not your livelihood revolving around that. So, yeah. And we're not trying to squash dreams, guys. Um, You know, if if you want to give it your all and say, nope, I want to be an artist and I'm going to make it, you know, I'm going to get a museum someday or whatever. Go for it. But just just know that you're going to be that starving artist for a little while until you make it big. And are, are are you ready to do that, you know, my child? Or am I ready to support you while you do that? Because that's the other thing is some people can, right? That's the independently wealthy. Those folks, they just support their kids and let them stay at the house and the kids be an artist or whatever. And maybe they make it, maybe they don't. And there's not a care in the world. But for most of us, you got to be out at 18. So you own your own. So you can't pursue those passions and those dreams in, in a more you know methodical way uh, after high school so parents kind of have the conversation okay sticking with kids um i want to say this will be quick but it probably won't don't overthink it which i probably will three things for both we talked about men and women a lot and if you have to focus on one i i want you to focus on the guys um three things we can stop doing or start doing to these young, like young boys, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old that we can start telling them or implementing in their lives with the outcome that they can be better human beings, better contributors to the society, better adults. Um, and same thing for the young ladies. Because there's a lot of these generational curses and things that we look up to that we just need to change. For the boys, stop asking them how many girlfriends they have when they're growing up. Make sure you instill in them to not only keep their hands to themselves and off a woman, but um, and we we definitely have added caveats when it comes to protecting women. But you know, be willing to protect women if if that circumstance is is there for you to do so. Uh, because too many of our women are victims at the hands of another man, usually their man at the time. And the third one, let me come back to that one for girls, um, you know, teach them, teach them more than, you know, how they look or how pretty they are or or what size and and shape they are. Uh, Teach them to, you know, that balance of being independent, but while also being accepting of help and and healthy companionship, and just like with the with the boy example, I'll come back on the the third with the girls. But those are my two for the boy and two for the young girls. Um, stop telling boys to man up. Let them be kids. Let boys be the same as that little girl and show their emotions, share their emotions, um, be in their emotions. Let them be a child. Uh, we, we, I think we try to make our boys grow up way too fast uh, in that. And so stop forcing them to man up. Um, the second thing I'd probably say start doing with the boys is kind of the mirror what Buff said start we we talk about stand up for the little guy 
But usually when we talk about standing up for the little guy, it's standing up for little guys. Um, we teach our boys to not let somebody bully another little boy. But when, like Buff said, a, a guy's messing with a girl or you know harassing her or whatever, for some reason, we don't teach them to stop that part. They, they join in, they laugh. So start teaching our boys to stand up for all little guys, including the girls. Like it, you... You shouldn't be encouraging the bad behavior. Um, thirdly, I think for boys, it would be there's no gender specific. And I guess this is for bo- boys and girls. There's no spe- gender specific job. Let them if, you know, a boy wants to be a nurse, a boy wants to be a nurse. You know, maybe his best aunt his favorite aunt was a nurse and he saw what she did and he wants to do that too. Um, don't talk about that. Like that too often it, it, it's boys that want to be teachers or boys that want to go even into the arts and things like that, or, or in the theater, they get laughed at because it's, that's kind of a girl or that's a soft job or career path. So um, stop that and just let them be happy in the role. We, we talked about the whole, you can be anything you want to be, uh, but we don't teach that. Uh, today right we 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 teach you can be everything that you want to be as long as society accepts that job role and that gender role we put them in that box of that so stop that in in boys and girls right girls you can you really can be anything that you want to be you know girls can be lawyers and doctors and 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 construction workers and welders and and truck drivers just like guys can so yeah i i think we got to get out of that idea that there's gender specific jobs out there I think for girls, um, I would say stop sexualizing them um, or hypersexualizing them. Stop automatically assuming when they when they hit puberty and they got boobs, all of a sudden they're having sex and and you know they're loose and all of that. Like stop that. Like the the girl has boobs at thirteen. That's normal. Like it's you you, you can't change that. So we, we, this, this, this false modesty from the 1950s and 1800s, I I think we had to get out of that and stop sexualizing them and let them wear a t-shirt just like anybody else would. Um, Go ahead, bro. I was going to say, well, my, my third for both, uh, it deals with sex too, but I was going to say, let's, let's try, let's, um, I think we sexualize our boys in the sense that I think there is pressure on them to have sex at an early age. Mm-hmm. And I think it's largely ignored, you know, when older women, uh, you know, event makes, make themselves available to, to a kid. Let's call it what it is a kid. Um, I think there is pressure on boys to have sex at an early age, which we see down the line causes a whole lot of other problems when they start, you know, dating and expecting things from from our daughters that uh, a lot of these girls are not ready for. And with girls, I can't say this enough. Listen to them, continuously talk to them that they can come to you as parents if anyone ever touches them inappropriately. And make sure you stress that you don't care if it's a friend of the family, a family member. You don't care if it's somebody that you see mommy or daddy like extremely cool with. If they touch you in an inappropriate way, 
let them know, stress to them that they can come to you because I think too many of our young young girls go through some form of uh, sexual abuse, sexual, I mean, inappropriate touching and all that. And a lot of a lot of the, the culprits get away because they feel like they can't tell anyone they'll get in trouble. And that's what these predators use a lot of times. If you tell your parents, they're going to believe me over you and you'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. For and, and not just with that, the, the, the boys, same thing, you need to tell them the same thing. You need to tell the boys it's not okay for them to touch you. Just like you talk about making them grow up and sexualizing them and that older woman mm-hmm. touching them. I, I think we need to really start, I guess, teaching them that that's not okay either. Like, you know, yeah, you're one. not that's expected to have sex. Um, but at the same time, not teaching the whole abstain, 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 like making sex scary. I think that's a little bit of why it's such a, 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 a thing that they're like, oh, we got to go into it because it's like you, you try to make it scary. Well, let's let's come back to that. So, Buff, I want to finish something and maybe add a little something to what you just said. You said even if it's inappropriate, they, it doesn't have to be like if you don't because a lot of times they're trying to figure it out like, oh, that yeah. was acceptable. So they don't tell like if you have a question about it, if it if it's the smallest inkling of a question in your head. Come to me. Mm-hmm. Because you have somebody trying to, you got a twelve-year-old trying to figure out if that was inappropriate. Like, did 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 the uncle or somebody hug her too hard, or it? And, and now, because uh, it might be a woman that might touch her, and we told her about the dangers of men, but now there's a woman doing the exact same thing that we're warning her about, or maybe on a l- little different level, and they they can't they can't figure it out it doesn't make sense yeah. this is not what you know all, this is, all they all they know is that it made them feel uncomfortable so anything that makes you feel uncomfortable or questionable tell us so for the guys i'll start with the guys um you don't have to be it's okay to love and want to protect women and not in the the and what i mean by that not in the like the physical you know you see somebody getting hurt it's you don't have to grow up with this predator mentality towards women. That's what we're taught. Let's call it is like we're taught from day one that, you know, we need to go get women in this about sex. So and women are taught the exact opposite. So from day one, we're, we're already at the, the, the battle, of the sexist starts. You know, we want our women to our young girls not to have sex until, you know, they're good and ready. You know, the sooner our sons start, start, the better. Oh, yeah. You know, Junior's a man now. You know, he had a little girl over it. You know, it's okay just to like somebody. It's okay to want her to do well. It's okay not to prey on her. And you could be in a full fledged relationship, um, a healthy relationship and not pressure her or pressure yourself into doing something that neither one of you is ready to do. Not having sex does not make you any less of a man. Like, don't don't rush to that. Um, it's okay. It's okay to have emotions. Like, not only that, there was the video that Porsche shared with us, and the young man was talking about his relationship with his son, how he wished his dad in those moments would have told him it was okay. Let him cry, not try to figure it out. So it's okay to have emotions. 
for for the the ladies, you know, keep loving on yours. And that's a, that's a very dangerous, you know, too much loving to me can be dangerous. Um, but this is directly to the men and some of the women who are, have that harsher mentality that what they want a man be, be. Let him love on you and love on him. Like love on him you know my son lays under me all the time and just you want it he just i just want to sit here i just want to be under you like and when he gets under me he's under me like he's into me and just those moments and it might only last 17 18 minutes because he wants to go play sonic or something but those moments him just knowing that he can be under me and he can express and you know we talk about his emotions and you know using his words and all that stuff but it's okay. And I guess to what Rizy was saying is it's okay to be your own person. Like you don't have to follow social norms or the expectations of what it is to be a man. Um, because we're all coming from the same playbook and we're just following the person before us who was probably wrong and which they probably could reset the button. So it's okay just to, you know, march to the beat of your own drum. Figure out who you are. And for our girls, very similar. Don't rush to adulthood. Um, and by that, I mean, well, first of all, I'll step back. Don't take yourself so seriously and not in a bad way. Not like don't have your standards, but enjoy life. Enjoy being a young lady. Enjoy being a girl. Don't worry about the pressures of the outside world. Those things will fade. It's all temporary. You're 18, you're 22, you're 24. You're probably not mentally ready to be in the relationship that you think you're, you you want to be. Um, don't start practicing for all this stuff too soon. You know, we girls are playing with dolls, doing all this stuff, and they, they can't wait. Like, Sky already can't wait to be married. And I think the reason she says because she likes seeing me and mommy, right? Um, which I think is a good thing. Uh, but at the same time, like, no, enjoy life. Go to college, have fun. Go to high school, have fun. Da da da. And so we didn't start, start talking about her and dating, and that was a whole other conversation I wasn't ready to have. So we 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 changed it. <laughs> but um, so don't take yourself too seriously. March to the beat of your own drum. It's okay to be you. You don't have to, you know, lean towards you know, over sexualizing yourself because that seems like what the guys are into. That's what the guys are into because they're young and dumb and set your standards, but make them realistic. Don't, don't let anybody else set those standards for you. Tell you what those things are. Like if you feel your certain value, then you, you stick to that, but make sure it's realistic and that you can meet them as well. So I think that's it. Anything else, fellas? Nah, but it, that was an important question, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my goal was kind of loving the kids into the person that they're meant to be. Like, it's we keep we put all these pressures on kids and young adults to be these people that we want them to be. And I think it, we're sending them down the wrong path. You know, we put these expectations on them. And the thing about it is the blind leading the blind. You know, so many of us have generational curses we're trying to break and as we're trying to break them we're still teaching them to the the generation before us you know 
as much as we talk about, you know, not over sexualizing girls, it's still like sky's developing. Now we're we're we're, we're going to get her t-shirts and stuff, undershirts and stuff to wear. You know, Brad's like, let her wear t-shirts. Like, yeah, but the world still is going to look at her and see her a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and close it on out. Um, I got, let's see, I guess three quick things. Uh, one, once again, just want to remind the listeners, especially uh, inspire you on air listeners. First off, thank you guys for listening. But we will be moving August 7th to Contentville uh, to a new app and a new time. As Rizzy said last week, we're going to be prime time, baby. So uh, make sure you download that app and uh, continue to rock with us. Um, and also subscribe to us on any of your podcast platforms. I told you guys I'd keep you updated on my Denzel Washington journey. I finished uh, Unstoppable, which I think was number nine. So I've only watched one since Malcolm X. Uh, Unstoppable, that's, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he's like a train conductor and there's a train on the loose and he figures out a way to uh, to stop it because it's an unmanned train on the loose. Uh, and last but not least, man, I want to send a shout out to um, my daughter's uh, county public schools. They sent out an email today and basically it's like a questionnaire for all students in grades 12 through I mean, grades the third grade through the 12th grade. And it's basically just questions to see how they're feeling, if they're being bullied, what are their concerns about the school year? And they're going to identify, you know, depending on kids answers, uh, the ones who may need like some counseling. They will reach out to the parents, of course, and say, hey, this is how your child answered this questionnaire. We suggest that you do X, Y and Z or whatever like that or talk to them about it. But some of the questions on there were like, you know, what are you most excited about this school year? What are your biggest worries about this school year? Um And some of the choices are like worried about my family problems, building and maintaining friendships, feeling like I belong, being teased or bullied, like a lot of stuff that, you know, kids, especially with social media, you know, probably worry about. But parents that grew up, you know, a lot of us, we grew up. I think social media came into play when we were like in our early 20s, but we didn't grow up with a Facebook in middle school and high school. So there are still probably some parents that don't even think that's an issue. They don't realize what the bullying or, or the fears that their their kids may be going through school and and don't want to talk about. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm sure there will probably be some parents that think it's intrusive. I don't know what bad they'll find in it, but I thought it was pretty cool to, uh, you know, just see what kids are thinking. That's pretty dope. I remember when uh, when you did not remember you just shared it with us, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." I I hope my school does something like that uh, for my kid. I thought, you said third, so Sky's going to third grade this year, so maybe we'll get something like that. Riza, you said they do that for Sophie's school. Yeah, yeah. They don't send it home though. The kids take it in the school or whatever, and then they kind of do the same thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Same, same with like they're going to take it at school. They just they're just informing the parents that. That's what the kids will be taking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's that same thing then. So that's pretty cool though. Uh, they, they, we have to do a disclaimer during registration, kind of the same thing to say, yeah, we're okay with them doing it and everything. So no, that's, that's pretty dope. Um, all I had, I think I've mentioned this before. I can't remember, 
on here, but um, had a couple friends dealing with losses again and, and talking through them and everything. And I ran across this post that was talking about how you deal with loss as a friend or how do you be a friend with some to somebody. And uh, they were talking about, you know, often we will get hit the person with, hey, tell me if you need anything. I'm here for you, you know, yada, yada, yada. And the post was saying, don't ask them what they need. Just do it. And and it's very different to instead of saying, hey, what do you need? Let me know what you need. Rather than saying, hey, are you going to be home at eight o'clock? I got, you know, shipped is coming and dropping off groceries for you. So that's one less thing that you got to worry about because um, all of us have dealt with loss and it's not it's you're living in a fog it's hard to tell people what you need because you just you just it's almost like you're paralyzed and you don't know what you need you don't know what's missing and everything uh and so just being able to do that just kind of taking the actions i remember you know you guys just were like showed up and like we're going to atlanta for my birthday right to celebrate like just do don't don't be like hey what do you need what you know y'all were just there for me uh and, and you know i that hits home a lot more than just kind of the check-ins do the check-ins do the do the what do you need i'm just checking on you but i think that was a, a cool kind of thing to kind of think through if you're a friend that's kind of trying to help somebody through it you know what they like you know what restaurants they like just be like you know drop them some restaurant gift cards to the, the places that they like to go so now you know they can go to the restaurant because now it's it's prompting them to go out go to the restaurant and everything like that so just kind of think about things that you can do without having to make that person think about what they need and what they um what they want you to do or hell even ask because they might even know and they're just like they're not they don't ask you know mm-hmm. so that's, a, that's yeah. a good one um mine is going to be a little lighter so uh by the time this this uh, episode drops i will be back in houston i'm getting ready to go on our hbcu tour and youth leadership conference we will be t- i'm taking 26 27 high schoolers from houston to birmingham we're going to stop in montgomery alabama state uh eji museum and then tuskegee doing the tuskegee airman museum Tuskegee Airmen Museum and the University of Tuskegee and then we're going to make our way to Birmingham but I'm excited several chapters of Lamplighters coming I took the young men on something similar last year and they thoroughly enjoyed they're super excited but for me it was one of the most fulfilling moments in my 20 plus years in the fraternity so uh Thank you to all the parents. Thank you to the parents that allow their kids to participate in something like this. Um, These programs are great. So I urge you guys who have kids, um, find something for them to do. Find some type of mentorship organization. It's not and some. Some are too young, but as they get older, it's not that you guys don't have what it takes. It's not a. It's not about you, you know, because I've had some people, you know, well, they think it's only uh, boys with single parents. Right. It's uh, well, the dad's home or whatever the case may be. He doesn't need anything like that. 
I'm a, I can't wait to put my kids in something like this because I don't have all the answers myself. And so it's just building. This is an easy way to build your village for your young men. So if it's or your young lady. So if it's um, the lamp lighters, if it's Kappa League, if it's Jack and Jill, if Del it's Dell team, any of those type organizations, top team, get something where they can they can um, start socializing, networking and other people can pour into your kids that might have some of the resources that you don't have. And even if you have those resources, as you know, our parents don't know what the hell they're talking about. So allowing somebody else to do the dirty work for you. So thank you to all the parents that let us do this. Thank you to all our supporters. I mean, we've raised uh, a lot of money. These trips are not cheap. We still can use more, but we raised a lot of money and really don't have to come out of our pockets for anything. So that that's great. And with that being said, see you in a couple of days, Rozzy. And then I'll see you in a couple of about a week and a half. Buff. Three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.